Shalom, Bracha. Welcome once again to uh, Mitzvah Study, uh, a division of Tanakh Study and part of Parasha Plus. My name is Rabbi Aiki Tawel, and we have crossed over into Sefer Shemot, where there are a lot more mitzvot. Again, it's going to take another week or two to get them actually connected to each and every parasha. So what we're going to be doing is taking some of the mitzvot that we find later on in the Sefer, and we are going to be spreading them out and trying to prioritize with the most practical mitzvot. This week's mitzvah in Parashat Shemot is mitzvah Kiddush HaChodesh. Kiddush HaChodesh being the first mitzvah that is given to us as a nation. HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodashim. Let's check it out from Shemot, Perek Yod Bet, Pasuk Bet. Again, another Pasuk, Perek Yud Gimal, Pasuk Yod. And also again in Devarim, Ted Zayin Yod Aleph. As I mentioned, HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodashim. Rishon HaLachem LeChodshe HaShana. This month is going to be the beginning of the months for you. And it's going to set the tone for Chod Hashanah. This is very important, as we'll see later on. Second So you're going to keep this as a Chok, as a statute. And it's going to happen the Mu'ada, which means Va'ad, the time of meeting, each and every time. For all of your days, for each year, years to come, it is going to be renewed. And finally, in Devarim, Shamor et Chodesh Aviv, Ve'asita Pesach l'Adonai Elohecha, Ki be'chodesh ha'aviv, Hotziacha l'Adonai Elohecha, Mimisraim Laila. So we said that now, also this is our, to observe the month of the Aviv, to give the Pesach sacrifice. We see that the seasons are connected to the holidays, which is going to be, again, of utmost importance. And we see that connected directly to Pesach, which is going to be of the most important holidays because it carries with it karet if a person gets the date wrong. So we see that these are the Pesukim that highlight this great mitzvah to mark the beginning of the months, to keep account of the months in order to keep account of also the years, and also to have those years and months fit into the cycle of the seasons to also be able to establish the holidays. Um, so just a very important point from Asichet Rosh Hashanah, the first perek of Yod Ber Mudbet, we see that there's a lengthy, lengthy discussion amongst the poskim that say, how do we know that Rosh Chodashim is Nisan? We would say, Rabbi, we, we know that Pesach is in Nisan, and it calls it, but if you look at the Pesukim carefully, it never says Chodesh Nisan. First of all, these names are taken uh, later, uh, uh, taken uh, and adopted later on, uh, not from Jewish origins. Uh, we just see in the Torah that it's called by the number, the Chodesh HaRevi'i, Chodesh HaAsiri. Uh, again, th- that's, it's just it naming the numbers of the Chodashim. So how do we know which one is the first one? We're saying, Chodesh Zelachem Rosh Chodashim, we can connect it to Pesach, but maybe it's uh, it's the springtime month. Maybe sometimes there's a very cold Nisan. Maybe it can be Iyar. Maybe it can be a very warm Adar. So how do we know? So after multiple, multiple attempts uh, by the by the different Amoraim, we find out in Masechet Rosh Hashanah that it's a Mesorah Biyadenu. It's a tradition that was passed down from Moshe Rabbeinu uh, to all of us that that was the month where we left Mitzrayim, that it was indeed Nisan, which is something uh, that we need to understand that yes, the rabbis tried to deal with it. We don't see it explicitly in the Torah, but it's a Mesorah Biyadenu, and the Torah Shabbat Peh clearly highlights it that the first month, when it says, Achodesh Zedachem Rosh Chodashim, it is talking about how we're counting the months of the year. So the first one, Chodesh Rishon, Chodesh Rishon is Chodesh Nisan.
We take a look in Sefer HaChinuch, Mitzvah Dalit, the fourth mitzvah. It's Mitzvah Kiddush HaChodesh. And we see that, again, Sefer HaChinuch highlights that the mitzvah is, and I'll read, the Kadesh Chodashim Ulaber Shanim Bebedin Gadol Bechokmah Samuch Ba'aretz. Right? That means what has to happen is, is that there's a very specific process about establishing Kiddush HaChodesh. It is done only in Yerushalayim. It is done only Ayyadeh Bedin. It is done with witnesses. The witnesses have to have a clear smicha, a, 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 a reliance that was passed down from generation to generation, that these rabbis were not only trustworthy, but they were equipped to be able to be Mekadesh the Chodesh. And the purpose was in order to, and based on this Kiddush HaChodesh, this sanctifying of the month, and saying, yes, this is in fact the Rosh Chodesh of this month, the whole purpose is to make sure that our holidays land on time. So as, as, as Sefer HaChinuch points out, Kilomar is if to say, in interpreting HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodashim, Keshetiru Hidusha Shelevana, Tikbu Lachem Rosh Chodesh, when you see that the Levana, the moon, is in its new state, you establish that it's Rosh Chodesh, and therefore, anything that comes in that, in that month, any holiday, is going to be at the correct time. Sefer HaChinuch uh, then gives us a nice question, and it's just important to know, the reason why I highlighted this question is, as I said, the person needs to be one of the simuchim, meaning have have gotten simicha, uh, an, literally anointing, from in an unbroken chain from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And Sefer HaChinuch says, If you're going to ask, Im ken, hayom, simuchin. How are we able to do this mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh nowadays when we do not have rabbis who are officially uh, musmach, meaning they did not they did not get semicha? What we mean by semicha means either by the by the Shem and Amishcha or directly from the in a direct unbroken chain from Moshe. We don't have that. It was retired. So what do we do? So we say da. Which was the son of Rabbi Yudanasi, and he was also also Nismach, he 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 received Semicha. He the, the the calendar of Hillel, and again I'm simplifying it, there were many stages of the calendar that that led to us uh accepting uh, Hillel's calendar. We have Hillel's Hillel was the one that was that Lano Heshbona Ibur and Hu Kidesh Hodashim Avar Shanim Hatidim Lavo Eliyahu. He gave us the system that you can now you can make a 500-year calendar uh, sitting at your desk if you knew all of the rules. It'd take you some time, but you can you can tell with all the rules that he gave us. You you can know the calendar le'olam va'ed. So since he was the author, he was the author and the establisher of this calendar, and he himself was musmach. So therefore, we rely on him. It says hayom. This is what we rely on today. The Rambam has an entire section of Mishneh Torah just dedicated to Hilchot Kiddush HaChodesh. It's about 19 chapters, and it's uh, really phenomenal. So again, we're not doing the entire Kiddush HaChodesh process justice in this short video, but again, I just wanted to give you some highlights. So the Rambam in Perek He Halacha Gimal states, When did Bnei Israel all start to 
to use this this calculation of the calendar of Hillel, Misov Hachmehagmara at the end of the times of the Gemara, Be'ait Shachorba Eretz Yisrael when Eretz Yisrael was destroyed, Ve'loni Shar Sham Bet Din Kavuan. There was no high court, no Bet Din. Avabi Mehachme Mishnah, Chen Bimehachme Gemara Ad Yemei Abaye Verava Al Kviyat Eretz Yisrael Hayusomchim. They actually had to go. Uh, uh, we we after uh, the times of the Talmud. That was when we uh, decided to go with the set calendar. But otherwise, before then, we would actually go and have these witnesses run, tell us what did they see, is the next month starting or not. And uh, they actually had to give that testimony in Eretz Yisrael in Yerushalayim. And then we would get word to the rest of of Eretz Yisrael and the Gola. Back to Sefer HaChinuch in Mitzvah Dalid which just tells us what's the shoresh of this mitzvah. The shoresh of this mitzvah is, again, as we said, so that we can make the appropriate timing of the holidays at the right time that the Torah prescribed. And there's interesting just math here. Again, we're simplifying the math, but the Sefer HaChinuch comes and tells us that the reason why this was necessary is because not only do we have to tell what day of the month it is, but how when to add a month. As we said, Mu'adah miyamim yamima, which tells us that the years have to be counted, and also Mu'adah, that the Mu'adim have to come at the same time each year, using as Pesach, Chodesh Ha'aviv, in the spring. So if you do the math, we are following the, the lunar cycle, is 30, 358, 354 days, 8 hours, and 876 parts. The parts add up to minutes and hours. Um, but again, uh, it can add up to hours, but again, add up to extra minutes. And this is this is less than the solar year by 10 days, 21 hours, and 204 parts. So if each year you're losing, there's a lag of the lunar calendar and the solar calendar by 10 days, so every three years you're going to lose a month. So around every three years, we throw in an extra month into our calendar to compensate for the lag. This is so that Pesach, after 12 years, won't end up being in the middle of the, of the winter. Uh, the Muslims, uh, you know, by contrast, they only follow the lunar calendar, and therefore that's why their holiday, such as Ramadan, uh, is slides with the calendar, uh, slides uh, from year to year, and sometimes you'll have Ramadan in the summer, and sometimes in the winter. But we compensate again that pasuk of Chodesh Aviv Asita Pesach. Uh, also needs is meant in the Torah to keep us honest that the holidays happen at that time. So the reason why this was so important was to establish you have to have a, 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 an accurate lunar cycle, you have to be keeping tabs on, on the leg, know when to add the month to make sure that the holidays came come at the right, during the right season. The Rambam, just, I thought this was interesting just for everybody to know, that uh, now based on the calculations, we said, what did the Edim used to do? The, the witnesses used to go and they used to see, did the new moon start? If the new moon started, they would always go up on the night of the 29th, and they would say, okay, maybe night of the 28th, really, of the, of the month, and they would try to see if the sliver, the tiniest sliver of the new moon was ready to begin, and then that would mean that in the daytime, that would be Rosh Chodesh. If they didn't see anything, they would say, okay, we need to add a day to this month. There are only two options in Judaism for the Jewish month. A Jewish month could either be 29 days, which is considered a chaser, a, a month that's lacking, meaning the 30th day, or it could be a full month, and it has that 30th day. 
On a month that has the 30th day, it's a two-day Rosh Chodesh. Day 30 is Rosh Chodesh, even though it's still of the previous month. And, de- and Aleph, day, uh, the second day of Rosh Chodesh, is day one of the incoming month. That's just an important fact to always keep in uh, in your brain and a person and we oh, and when and when we do that when we see that we add a month we, we add a day that's going to affect the holiday in that month the Rambam says that and gives it to us uh, in Perek Het Halacha He in Laws of Kiddush HaChodesh gives us the actual that nowadays it's pretty much said so he says according to all of these calculations the order of these months, of which month in the calendar is Hased, meaning missing the 30th day and it only has 29 days, or Maleh, full, and has two days of Rosh Chodesh, uh, is going to be, uh, he's going to give that to us as follows. He says, Tishrei le'olam Maleh. Right, has Sfaradim interpreted, right? Tishri is always Maleh, Tishri always has 30 days. Ve'tevet le'olam Hased, and Tevet is always Hased, which is uh, the month that we're uh, currently in. Umi tevet ve'elach, and then from tevet and going on, ehad maleh ve'ehad hased, one will be, it'll alternate. One will be full, and one will be hased, will be missing. Al haseder. In order, ketzad, how does this work? Tevet is hased, shevat is maleh, adar is hased, nisan is maleh, Iyar is Haser, Sivan is Maleh, Tammuz Haser, Av Maleh, and Elul is Haser. So we have this in a cycle. And again, Ubeshanam Uberet, Adarishon Maleh, Adar Sheni Haser. So now what happens when you want to add a month? So the first Adar is full with 30 days, and the second Adar where we have Purim is going to be. Hased. So you can always refer back to this uh, slide, or if, you, if you're listening at home, Rambam Kiddush HaChodesh Perek Chet Halacha So now I thought to just, uh, you know, with the time that we have left, uh, that I thought would be very appropriate, would be to just go over some of the laws of Birkat HaLevana. Because what constitutes the renewal of the Chodesh is the renewal of the cycle of the moon. And we actually have this, this ritual of Birkat HaLevana, uh, each month, and uh, you know, it's very important that we just know some of the halachot about uh, Kiddush Levana, and I put it in here. So you see it on the slides, so we say when we see the new moon, we make the blessing on the new moon. Now really what we're saying is, what what is the syntax, the nusach of Bekata Levana? It's Mehadesh Hashem, right? Mehadesh Chodashim, that the, that the month's become renewed. So we're not making any blessing on the moon itself. The moon is the representation of the fact that this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in His infinite wisdom, gave us a marker that we're able to now set up our calendar and, and worship Him in the correct way and keep the Torah Mechadesh Chodashim. So yes, you can fluff it up a little bit and say, wow, it's a bracha on, on you know, nature and the constellations. All good. But the real, the real key part here is Mehadesh Chodashim, that he gives us the way, the vehicle to which to keep the mitzvot, and he gave us the concept of Kiddush HaChodesh, so every single month we're going to acknowledge that. 
When do we say this beracha? We say this beracha when the moon is mevusam. So the rabbis have a mahloke, what does that mean, mevusam? So you see that mevusam, the rabbis interpret it as it's shining sweetly, meaning very brightly. And Maran Shohan Aruch says that this occurs after, after the first seven days of the lunar cycle. So seven days into the month, that's when we, according to Maran Shohan Aruch, that's when we, and that's the first time that you're allowed to say the beracha. We don't say it before seven days into the Hebrew month. And the latest day would be the 15th, because then already it's going to start to wane. It's gonna, it, right, the moon waxes and wanes. Wax is getting bigger and, wanes, uh, and waning getting smaller. So you've, you have about that eight-day window to be able to be Mekadesh, the, uh, the Levana. Bright, how do I tell if it's, if, it's, if it's shining brightly? You have to be able, there has to be enough light from the moon to be able to tell the difference between two coins. If a person can do that, then it is shining brightly enough. Therefore, because of that, we don't say the beracha when the clouds are covering the moon. There's a mahloke, which we're going to get to sooner, uh, I should say it now, between Benish Hai and, and Hachamavadiyah Yosef. The Benish Hai says even a thin cloud it's no good for Birkat Levana. If there's a thin cloud, the smallest, even faintest cloud covering the Levana, you can't say the Beracha. Hamadeh Yosef says, if the moon is still shining through and it's very, very, very thin cloud, then you can say the Beracha, especially if you're in danger of losing the Beracha for the month. Uh, we follow Hamadeh Yosef, but yes, there are definitely uh, some people who want to be Mahmir, like the Benish Hai. If there's enough time in the month and you're, and you're not worried that you're going to miss it, then fine. In Chutzla'aretz, we're very careful to try to say it even, uh, uh, there are many opinions that say even after three days into the lunar cycle, you can begin to say Birkat Levana, especially if you're in a very moist climate where there are, uh, where there are a lot of clouds. If a person sees clouds approaching and when they start the Beracha, the moon will be uncovered and when and in the middle of the Beracha, the cloud is going to cover the moon, do not start saying the Beracha, don't say the Beracha in that case. It has to be good for the entire Beracha. We say a lot of pros, a lot of Pesukim leading up to that Beracha, Birkat Levana. So if a, person is, if a person says, well, I'll have enough time to say just the Beracha, and, but if I say the pros, if I say if I say the hallelujah, if I say all of those nice things which we should say, uh, I'm going to miss it. Then skip that, say the berachah, and come back to the to the pros. Uh, a person should not gaze at the moon while they're saying the beracha. First, we look at the moon, we identify, make sure it's a kosher moon. Then we either look down or turn our back to the moon and say the beracha. We don't want anybody to think that we are worshiping idols. And according to the Kabbalah, it's uh, it's a problem of gazing at the moon while reciting the beracha, just like it would be as a rainbow uh, as well. Again, that's from the Kabbalah. I don't have a deeper explanation uh, than that as I'm not a Kabbalist. Uh, it's also a mitzvah to recite the Berakad Levana uh, while you're standing, because uh, you're, again, you're accepting the presence of the Shekhinah, uh, but if a person is sick or can't stand, they can do it while sitting. It's no problem. Uh, in the first place, we do not say Berakad Levana on Shabbat, meaning Friday night, or Yom Tov, or a holiday. There are many different reasons to do so. The Mahariyo brought down the reason that there's something of Tehom Shabbat. Just like I can't travel 2,000 feet out, 2,000 Amot outside of the city on Shabbat or Yom Tov, 
so that the distance from the ground to the moon is much more like that is is much more than that so th- since the moon ha- is in its place in the in the sky and the sh- and we're greeting that shekhinah as if we were greeting the moon at its place in the sky it's like we're traveling outside of the tehum a lot of people don't like that answer, but again, Maharil, nonetheless, we can't scoff at it. We have to understand it and internalize it for what it's worth. That's one, is because of violating Tehom Shabbat. The Ben Ishai says, no, we're obligated to awaken the happiness uh, anew when we say Birkat And if we were to say it on Shabbat and Yom Tov, which are days that are already happy, so then our additional happiness of blessing the moon is not going to be as recognizable. So we don't want to do it on that. Uh, the Benish Hai brings a second reason that says, during the Katalevana, we curse the nations of the world by saying, Tipol Alehem Ematavapacha, meaning our enemies. And we're not supposed to do that on Shabbat in any way, shape, or form. However, if a person w- missed the Katalevana because of uh, weather or any, uh, not because they were just forgetful and they left it for Shabbat because it's more convenient, but if they was really, they were stuck all week and, and Shabbat is the only time, then they are permitted to do so. Last slide, we said the Chatechila, the Shabbat, the Chatechila, sorry, the should be said while standing under a clear sky and not under an awning or a building, so everybody moves to the out from underneath uh, the awning. Because why? Because the Chatechila is like greeting the procession of the king, and it's not kavod for you to be indoors while the, while the king is outdoors. You have to show that you're together and you're with him. Uh, but if for some reason a person can't go outside, you're allowed to say Birkat from an open window indoors. But again, it has to be that the person is anus. And finally, uh, it's preferable to recite Birkat with a minyan, with ten people, because we have a klal, Berov Am Hadrat Melech, which they're better to praise the king. Again, we're accepting the Shekhinah, praising the king. It's better to do so with a lot of people than, uh, than with fewer people. Uh, but again, if the person is, has the opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah alone, you should do that and not wait for a minyan, because there is a chance that you might not be able to fulfill the mitzvah altogether. That's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh. So remember that's a mitzvah, to set the calendar and to help us with our holidays. And of course, we commemorate that cycle with Birkat Levana nowadays. Shabbat Shalom and see you next week.